You're listening to a podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au where we celebrate talented Australian writers and their books. I am at the Bellingen Writers Festival, which is just gorgeous. If you've never been to one, you should really come. It's a, it's a beautiful little town and... Um, they put on a fantastic uh, festival and I'm e- extra excited this year because I have met the most amazing publisher, well, publishing house, and today I've got Alison Green here from Pantera Press. Welcome, Alison. Thank you so much for having me, Suzanne. Look, um, I've just come from a session where uh, three Pantera Press authors, young, vibrant, talented um, have presented their books and uh, I've bought all three books I've started reading one of them already <laughs> and um, they all look sensational but what I was most impressed with Alison is your model for publishing is different from most that I've heard before mm. please tell us about Pantera Press's model sure so we started the company in 2008 and our first books came out in 2010 Um, we started the company at a very interesting time in the publishing landscape so it was around the time of the global financial crisis um, and understandably many different companies were trying to minimize their risk um, or you know minimize their risk behaviors yes still are they still are Um, and so in the publishing game what that meant was that that mainstream publishers were really focusing on their guaranteed successes. So their established authors, their best-selling authors and international authors that they were bringing into Australia. It also meant um, that, you know, on the rare chance that they were looking for a debut author, um, potentially one of the the biggest risks, because there is no track record, that they were going through agents. Um, But at that time in Australia, many of the agents were also being quite risk adverse. So they too were focusing on their established authors that they'd been working with for, you know, a long period of time or, you know, international authors and so on and so forth. Um, So we found that there was a real void in the Australian market where, um, it was very difficult for a new Australian author um, to, to work out where they could even go where someone would look at their manuscript. Um, so it wasn't that we had all these authors that were being rejected. It was literally that there was no place for them to go in the beginning. Um, and, that you know, that's obviously changed over the years, which has been fantastic. Um, we started our company with the sole focus that we were trying to find and nurture new Australian authors. Um, but many which, other... of course, as Aussie writers mm. and my listeners will know is a fabulous thing to do. Completely. Um, you know, many other publishing companies have since started um, being more open to um, submissions. So there are various publishing houses in Australia who will now do like a Friday pitch or, a, you know, Monday madness and those sorts of things where um, authors can submit unsolicited. But at that point in time where we started, there really was no place for authors to go. Um, so we needed to create a new model um, that would allow us to take risks on new authors. Um, and so we, we, we did this in various ways. One of them was that we realised that that in order to invest in a new author, um, we really needed a long-term partnership with them. It didn't make sense that you would invest heavily in them, both strategically and financially, for for a first book because it takes time to build brand. Um, And so what we needed to do was find authors that we thought were really talented authors that we could handpick who are writing fantastic stories but who had a career of writing ahead of them um, authors that we felt would become best loved or best-selling authors 
Alison, I'm just so excited about that because that's what Aussie Writers is all about, as everybody who listens to this knows. I'm passionate also about discovering really talented writers and um, there are quite a few coming up, so it's so exciting. There are many. I think, you know, Australia, um, we know that there are many, many, many people writing in Australia um, and even just probability odds alone means that a bit, you know, a percentage of them need to be fantastic storytellers and, you know, I'm thrilled to be talking to you because I think it's so fantastic that we're sharing this sort of mutual passion for Australian writing culture and the future um, of writing in Australia, not just for actual writers but for readers. You know, we're talking about the future, um, you know, of, of Australian readers. Yes, and uh, it's really important to um, to promote future writers because, by the way, not necessarily are they do they have to be young. No, <laughs> many writers start writing in their forties or fifties or whatever. They just have to be good. Yes, well, completely. So we, you know, our three authors that we've had here at the festival this weekend: Lynette Noni, um, who writes young adult; Josh Donellan, who sort of uh, writes surreal crime stories; and Graham Potts, who writes action-packed spy thrillers. They are all uh, quite watch young. this space. We're doing podcasts with each of them. Yes, they're fantastically entertaining, and they're incredible writers. Obviously, that we've you know handpicked, and we're we're really excited about them. Um, I've already uh, I. Uh, did a podcast with Graham yesterday and um, I already uh, read seven chapters of his book last night and what amazed me was how uh, tight his dialogue is, Mm. how crisp his dialogue is. And, you know, um, as I said to him, the two most difficult things for authors are are dialogue and sex scenes. (laughs) I think he nails both. (laughs) Did he? He he told me something interesting about the sex scenes. Do you remember? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Tell me more about the sex scenes. What do I need to know? <laughs> Apparently, um, you guys said to him he needs a sex scene. He didn't have one in there. <laughs> that doesn't so surprise now me. he's got two. <laughs> yep, it doesn't surprise me at all. Another of our authors, um, John M. Green, who also writes thrillers. Um, and unfortunately, he's also my father. So that was an awful conversation to have because he writes these sort of James Bond type stories with a female protagonist. So she's sort of this smart, sassy James Bond type. <laughs> I've um, got I've got a client actually who has um, written a very hot romance novel mm. and um, I really I looked at that because uh, because uh, it's difficult to do hot sex scenes and she's very very good at it yeah. so I'm, I'm looking forward to reading Graham's <laughs> yes yeah his are fantastic John's are also great but it was that awkward moment where we said you need to sex up the book because it doesn't make sense you have these international you know spy traveling around the world where there's no sex scenes and he said great um, and so now thankfully I'm very removed from the editing process but with one of his earlier books I would then have my father send me um, emails that said what do you think of this sex scene is it spicy enough and you know that's the conversation I think no one ever wants to have with anyone absolutely not with their parents no. I know my three children who are around your age I think <laughs> they're grown-ups adults um, and none of them want to know anything about sex scenes no. and their parents <laughs> Def- definitely not definitely not but going back to your earlier question you know our three authors that we have here are sort of our, our young up-and-comers but we certainly have you know a mix of authors some of our authors Wanda Wiltshire um, only discovered her love for writing in her 40s um, you know and of course the older writers too have a lot of life experience to bring to their writing so do you do all genres yes yeah we do um you know we don't we don't see a reason to pigeonhole ourselves for any genre at the end of the day we're looking for fantastic authors who write wonderful stories we're about great storytelling um so you know we're we're open to any genre i'm dying for some more romance um but we have some great young adults um some great fantasy we do lots of crime thrillers um 
supernatural, paranormal. Uh, we've sort of got a big mix. We do quite a few crossover genres, so we're open to anything, really. That sounds wonderful. Do you do any non-fiction? No. We do a little bit of non-fiction, so we've been very specific with our non-fiction. Um, we've been looking for what we call books that question answers, so books that are sort of on controversial or topical issues or debate-style uh, books on on sort of fostering ideas and debate. Um, so we did do a, a big... Philosophical political... questions, perhaps. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, but we did a big uh, expose, a political expose about... Uh, Five, five or six years ago now, um, on written by the Simon Benson, the chief political uh, journalist for the Daily Telegraph, on sort of insights into key uh, political figures in the Labor Party. Um, and we've published a series called Why Versus Why, which is sort of, you know, a d- each book is on one topic. So one is on gay marriage, and it's sort of both sides of the debate, everything you need to know about the debate. Fascinating, the fascinating. Yeah. So uh, really what you're talking about is non-fiction that is in a storytelling style. Completely, yes, 100%. So great storytelling is what we're about in all senses of our fiction and non-fiction, everything that we do. That's wonderful. Now, um, what I'd like to ask you is you've been, you're the CEO, mm. or there are two CEOs. What, how does it, how's the structure of the company? So I'm the CEO. Uh, John and I co-founded the company together. Um, and we, it, it's a small team, so Martin is our director. Are you partners in life as well? No, no, business no. partners. Uh, we are father and daughter. Oh, so, this yes, is yeah, your father. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh. So we've... We've had many people assume the opposite, and my brother Martin has since joined the company um, as our sales and marketing director. So it's a family publishing it business. Is. Even more reason, folks, to go to yes. these these books. Yeah, Fabulous. so it's definitely a family-run company, but we the the non-family members in the team now outweigh the family members, which I think is a great dynamic. So we have an editorial team uh, because obviously, you know, being focused on new Australian authors, the editorial component is so important. Uh, but also because we are an acquisitions team, we like to ensure that we have at least three sets of eyes on every single submission that comes into our office so that we can give each submission we receive the respect it deserves and see if we might be the right home for it or not. Um, so we have a, a real focus on editorial and, and, and two editors in-house that um, do a lot of our work with our authors. Uh, we have a, publicity, a marketing team that we have a publicist, a um, director of uh, digital marketing and social media, um, we have our rights manager so and our uh, we have a publishing assistant as well so it's a and an accounts person which is the least this publishing This is bin. wonderful. <laughs> now now when you first started um, I'm just wondering how many books a year do you publish? How many have you published to date? That is a question I should know the answer to and unfortunately I do not so that that's terrible. So um, did you start slow and now you're you're on a bit of a uh, you know uh, snowballing? <laughs> Yes and no. We, we've actually sort of tried to stay quite consistent. So our plan was really to publish anywhere between 6 to 12 new books a year. Uh, but then on top of that, you then do re-releases and, you know, uh, package sets and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and we really have kind of kept it to those numbers over the years. Um, and that's partially because we are hand-picking authors. And so we, you know, A, these are authors that we're trying to have long-term partnerships with, really. So it's so important that actually we do maintain those relationships and the focus on each of those titles so if we ended up bringing out you know 50 titles a year that would actually mean marketing wise we couldn't invest as strongly financially and strategically in each of those authors and we couldn't put as much time and effort into showcasing those authors and taking them to festivals and doing all of those sorts of things without dramatically growing our team Um, and our team has dramatically grown over the years um, which has been fantastic to you know sort of account for some of these changes but at this point in time I think we're sort of um, we will sit around 12-ish books a year 
so that we can make sure for each of our authors. We're really that is fantastic, you know, because I think it's about quality over quantity. Yes. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I think some publishing houses um, don't get that. Well, I think there's, there's also a lot of, um, you know, when you have a big portfolio of books you're spreading your risk out across them whereas for us we are taking risk it's measured risk but we're actively taking that on you know a, a very small selection of and you're starting to get a lot of success yes. tell me about your awards yes um, you know it is hugely exciting I think it validates um, what it is that we've been trying to do with our authors and you know Australian writing culture in general um, so over the years we've been shortlisted for the innovation award which was for a marketing campaign we did for Josh Donnellan's Killing Adonis um, which I encourage all of you to check out. I think if you go to the Pantera Press website, um, it, it, it's still up there where you can send synesthesia-inspired messages to people, which I won't tell you how it relates to the book, but it does very, very much relate to the book. Um, we've been shortlisted a number of times for the Australian Book Industry um, Small Publisher of the Year, uh, which is hugely exciting. And for the past, such an honour, yes, a, a, an absolute incredible honour. Um, and for the same uh, Australian Book Industry Awards, we've also been shortlisted uh, two or three times for the um, Adult Book of the Year, um, which has been or Fiction Book of the Year, which has been hugely exciting again. Although we realised that this year our author Solari Gentle, who um, her book uh, Give the Devil His Due was shortlisted for that award she was the only fiction author out of all of the authors that were nominated so I personally and she's extraordinary (laughs) and if you're on the Aussie Writers podcast do Mm. check out the podcast with Solari because I did a wonderful interview with her at Jindabyne Writers Festival yeah she she's absolutely fantastic and her role in Sinclair Mystery Series is wonderful um, which is what this book was part of but I've now just decided myself that it means she's the small publisher fiction author of the year since she was the only fiction shortlisted fiction author shortlisted on the list um, but her series has also won um, and been highly commended for a number of awards um, she won the david award for uh, best crime fiction in australia oh yeah she's going places i could tell you know then that was two years ago yes. yeah, yeah yeah so she, she's been fantastic um, and i think you know even just being considered for some of these awards is um, you know, it, it's an, it is an incredible honour, um, but also I think it speaks to the hard work and dedication of our team and our incredible authors who are just so talented and we're excited. Well, I love this um, this approach that you have, which is, uh, which is, I guess it's partnership publishing, really, yeah. isn't it? Yes. I mean, it is and it isn't. So I think when people talk about partnership publishing, often what that means is that they're actually asking the author to contribute money. Um, yes, which you don't which do, do, which is do. great. Yeah, yeah, so I guess, you know, we would call it relationship publishing where what Absolutely. the author is contributing is their, you know, incredible talent, their incredible writing talent and their stories. Uh, but what we are doing is working very collaboratively with them through the editorial process, through the design process. Um, you know, it really is a relationship. It's not it's not just, you know, like a, a one-book deal where we, you know, see what happens. Look, I think this is just extraordinary and I think I could talk to you for a long, long time and um, I might come back and see if I can uh, interview your partner in business, yes. your dad. Yeah, come, come and visit. <laughs> how, how wonderful. I was just thinking that you have a male and a female younger and older I assume your father's older (laughs) 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 so um, I just think I would urge all of the listeners here to check out Pantera Press's website Mm. follow them on social media they're pretty vibrant and uh, buy their books more importantly yes and for all of your friends I think you know and uh, you know the one I guess the one tip that I would give to anyone who is listening to this is that if you ever pick up any book um, and you enjoy it the one thing that you can do is tell someone about it. 
Absolutely. And if you can do a review on Goodreads, that's even better. Even better. Yes, <laughs> yes, even, even better. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alison, uh, for giving me your valuable time. I know you've got to, uh, some commitments with your three authors here. Yes, we're and running around the festival and we're very excited. It's wonderful. Thank you very much. No, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au and if you are a reader or a writer, then hop on over to our website and subscribe. Subscribe.